Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Amen. Let's get into this word. So listen, turn on your Bibles on your cell phone, your iPad, whatever you have to get the word of God. Turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Man, we've been in this faith thing for, for three or four months, and we may continue to the end of the year. Amen. Amen. And because I just came, you know, God has continued to minister to me as we minister to you about this faith thing. Amen. It's all about we got to have faith. So in our in our foundational text, foundational text, and we've been having different sub scriptures that we've been dealing with, but our foundational text has come from Romans chapter one, verse sixteen and seventeen. We're going to read this from the King James version. Are you there? Amen. Y'all ready? And it says this, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. Y'all read this with me together. Let's read. The just shall live by faith. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. We thank you. We magnify you today. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance that we may be going through at the moment. And God, we just thank you for even the time today to commune, to remember, to reflect. As often as we do it, you said do it in remembrance of you. We remember the finished work of Jesus Christ. They say we are healed, we are whole, we are forgiven. We thank you for that. Now, God, we bless you even now for the miracle of the soul. And everyone in this everyone in this room under the sound of my voice, God, is there are good ground. And this word is going to bring forth fruit in their lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold to the glory of God. Now, we bless you, Father. We know that in and of ourselves, we could do absolutely nothing. But with you... All things are possible. Amen. Now we thank you. We ask these things in your son Jesus. Name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated depending on my life changing king. Amen. Isn't, isn't it good to be in the house today? Amen. Amen. Anybody, anybody, anybody glad to be in the old folks you say to be counted in the number. Amen. <laughs> amen. So listen, we're gonna to get to this word because Amen. We're gonna we're gonna we got a, we got a little time limit we're gonna stick by, but I don't, I'm not going to be before you very long, but as every, I've been doing every week, and the Lord has not stopped me from doing it, we're going to cover and read some of the scriptures that we've already been dealing with, or already been covering. You know why? Because I want them to become rhema to you. I don't want them to become scriptures that you just heard. I want you to understand, not only in your head knowledge, but in your heart. Yes. Amen, somebody. Because we're dealing with this faith thing. Amen. So we talked about Romans chapter 12, verse uh, 12 and verse number, uh, chapter 12, verse number 3. And it says, For I say, through the grace given unto to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according to God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every man or every born-again believer has been given, not a measure, but the measure. Amen? That's right. It's the same measure, the same measure of faith. Now, the difference is, the revelation of the difference is that, listen, your faith will grow. 
Right? So that's why you have bathed in Christ, and that's why you have old men in Christ. Amen? It's nothing but a revelation or nothing but the process of the faith growing on the inside of them. Amen? But when you become a believer, man, everyone is given the same measure. Then we went on to Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Man, I can just run all over the place with this scripture right here. Because it tells you and me that you don't have to live this life by yourself. Amen. Amen. You live it by faith. Amen. Amen. By the grace of God. It's not in your own strength. I know you think you're doing it. I know you think you're holy, you think you're righteousness, but listen, holiness doesn't come by the dress that you wear. Amen? Holiness becomes because of what we celebrated today. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, he made you holy. He caused you righteous. Before you did anything, by faith of you receiving it, you already have it. So you can go through some of your dumb days as a believer. Has anybody, anybody here like me, I've, I've had some dumb, stupid days, and I was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. And still did some crazy, stupid stuff. Not for the grace of God. Then we talk about in Mark chapter 11, verse number 2. Actually, we, we, we kind of dealt with for verses 20, I'm sorry, 22 through 24. But the key thing we want to bring out in this particular story is Jesus was telling his disciples that you have to have faith in God. That's right. Amen? See, because here, here's, here's the truth of the matter. Everyone in here has faith in something. Matter of fact, you have faith in the chairs that you're sitting in right now. By, by the fact, simple fact that you're sitting there. Amen. Amen? So when you walked in the room, in this building today, you didn't think about hesitating to sit in the chair that you sit in because you had faith that it was going to hold you up. But there is such a thing called faith failures. Because if you put your faith in the wrong things, you will have faith failures. And then right now, with the economy's all crazy, you know, they're talking about we're, we're, we're dealing with, you know, not enough supply, not enough demand. If you put your faith in your job, if you put your faith in the suppliers, you will experience what's called a faith failure. Right. But when your faith is in the one who created everything, look at the one where he said the cow is mine, the, the gold is mine, the silver is mine, everything belongs to him. And if you belong to him, if you in the house, you're his son, you're his daughter, it all belongs to you too. So there's no faith failures when you have your faith in Christ. In Jesus Christ, amen, somebody. Amen. You gotta have faith in Him alone. Yeah. Then we dealt with 2 Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. This is what Paul is exalting Timothy. He said, Young man, I know you have faith. You got the same faith your mama had, the same faith that your grandmama had. And listen, I want you to stir up the gift that I that, that's on the inside of you when I lay my hands on you. There's a gift that's on the inside of each and every one of us. Oh, yeah. Amen. And, and my desire is to, to help pull those gifts out of you. Because I'm not going to do this work by myself. Come on, somebody. No, you got a part to play. Right? Then the scripture talks about I have, have not given you the spirit of fear or timidity, but of love. What else? What else? Power and sound mind. 
Amen. He said he hasn't given you the spirit of fear. But when we talked about this particular scripture, we dealt with the word that is a healthy fear. Amen, somebody. Revelation of the difference. Amen. The Bible talked about how Noah, he feared God and did what he asked him to do. It was a reverential fear. But the spirit of fear that we're talking about right here is that kind of phobia stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Well, you're afraid to do anything. God has not given us that kind of a, a, a fear. But he has given us reverential fear for who he is. Amen. And then we dealt in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23. It says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. And then in Proverbs 15 and 28, New King James Version, it says, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer. But the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. When we talked about these two particular scriptures, we had talked about how you have to prepare for war in, uh, in times of peace. Amen? You got to prepare to fight when ain't nobody fighting. Amen, somebody? Amen. And in Galatians chapter 5 and 6. Y'all been writing these down? Amen. Am I going too fast? All right. Oh, praise the Lord. Galatians 5 and 6 is from the New Living Translation. It says this. When we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is, what is important, I want you to remember this, the last part of the scripture says, what is important is faith expressing itself in love. So remember that statement, that faith expresses itself in love. Amen? Then Hebrews chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith to them that heard it. Listen, man, it didn't profit them because the word they heard, it, it, it has to be mixed with faith. You can quote, you, listen, you can quote this Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But the, the words that you say, if it's not, if not, if it's not being, even though today, if you're not being received by faith, it's going to profit you absolutely nothing. Amen. Amen? And we talked about that word profit. Profit is what's left over when all the transactions have, have been made. Amen? Do you know you're going through trans transactions in your life right now? The question is, is it going to profit you in the end? Is anything going to be left over? Amen? Then we dealt with, with Hebrews chapter 3 from the Passion Translation, chapter 4, verses 3. I'm sorry. And it says this. For those of us who believe, faith activ activates the promises. And we experience the realm of confident rest. Faith is the thing that activates the promises that, that, are, that are, have been laid up for you. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It talked about how we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. But the only way you can activate those blessings is by faith. Amen? Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Last week we talked about the promise is still yours. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but man, I, listen, I, I went back and listened to that message. I almost wrecked the car. <laughs> Amen. Because, man, I was reminding myself the promise is still mine. Amen, Amen somebody. Because in Romans, Romans chapter 8, verses 24 and 25, it says, 
For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he hope for? And verse number 25, but if we hope for what we see not, then we with patience wait for if we hope for what we see not. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and it is the what? Evidence. The evidence of things, things not, seen. not seen. But the, the, the key, man, where this thing helped me is that we have, to, we have to wait for these things with patience. Amen. Because Hebrews chapter 6 verse, um, verse number 2 says this. I'm sorry, verse number 15 says this. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. We were talking about Abraham. Now, listen, I love to be honest, you know, with you, especially as a believer. Man, there's some things I'm believing God by faith, and at the, at the same time, I'm asking him for patience to wait for him. We dealt with and talked about on last week how Abraham and, and Sarah went through some certain, certain things that Abraham was promised certain things and God told him as soon as he received the promise, the Bible tells us that he, it was counted to him as righteousness. He believed God in the very beginning. But then, man, we, we continue to read the story. There were some times they weren't really patient with everything. <laughs> Amen. So the Hagar, all that Ishmael, all that stuff started happening because of him being impatient. Now I know me myself, and I know you too, you got some Ishmaels in your life because you weren't patient. Amen, somebody. I know I got some Ishmaels in my life. Now I don't have no illegitimate children, so just don't. Alright, don't y'all be. You know how y'all be. Hey, y'all be trying to interpret the interpretation. Nah, nah, I'm just talking about I did some stuff that I shouldn't have done. Amen. When God has promised me some things by faith, when you try to make it happen yourself, you know, you know. Can I give you an example? I don't know what. I'm gonna then I'm gonna move on. You know, how, you know, God has promised you something. He says He's gonna make your head not to tell. He's gonna make you prosper. Amen. So you lay in hand. Remember the name and claim it time. Yes, Lord. Yeah, man. You name and claim it, man. So you you know you can't afford that car. But God said, you know, you you saying, you saying, but God said I can have it. Now, what he's telling you, you can have it if you just wait for it. He promised it to you, but he said, listen, don't go to the, to the place that, you, you know, you go to that place that you can buy here. Right. What, what does it say? Buy here, pay here. 40% interest. You leave there paying the most astronomical kind of interest because you said God said you're supposed to have it. No. Then all of a sudden, you eat peanut butter and jelly all week because you done created an Israel in your life that you ain't got no money to buy groceries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. oh, that's just too real for you, huh? Come on, man. Okay, we'll move on. Amen. Now, we're going to deal with the scripture that we're going to win. We're going to move on. We're going to bring it to a close real quick here because this is the scripture that I wanted to deal with today. Because you've, you've already, man, we've, we've been filled with the word. That ex exaltation of the God for blessing. Because communion alone, man, could just, man, we could have closed the book and just sent y'all home. Amen. James chapter 2, verse number 18, from the New Living Translation. I'm just to the place where I'm going to introduce my topic for the day. Amen. <laughs> and in 10 minutes, I'm going to get y'all out of here. Amen. Don't hold me to that. James chapter 2, verse 18, from the New Living Translation. Are you there? Amen. This is what it says. 
Now, someone may argue. Some yes, sir. Two and eighteen. Someone may argue. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Amen. Amen. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Now here, here, here's what our subject is today. You are a bestseller. Amen. Y'all probably like, what is he talking about? I am. Say, I, I am, am a bestseller. A bestseller. Bestseller. Yeah, now we're going to get into this thing and get y'all out, get y'all out of here. Praise the Lord. Now, every week I've been starting our messages off of this particular statement. The average human being consumes about 11,000 liters of air a day. But you probably, at the end of the day, not even thought about one time that you needed this air to breathe and to live. And I, I, I've been saying that, you know, so we, one of the statements that we made is just like air to humanity is what faith is to, to the believer. Amen. You have to have air in order to live in humanity. So for the believer to live, you have to have faith. So the Lord was dealing with me this week, dealing with this particular statement, Elder Garford. He was saying, listen, I keep saying it. He said, but you know what? It should be when you are, when you are in the kingdom of God. You told you told the people how they, they probably don't even think about breathing this eleven thousand liters of air a day. He said that's how it should be in the kingdom, really. Right, right. It should really get to the place where you're living in the kingdom that faith is just something that you do. It's just you just living by faith. You ain't trying to. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's just because you're in the kingdom, that's how it works. Amen. Listen, when you wake up in the morning, you ain't trying to breathe, you just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So for us in the kingdom of God, it has to be that way. You ain't trying to be faithful, or you're not trying to exercise your faith. Everything you do just becomes a result of your faith. Amen. That's the end game. Amen. That's what we're trying to get to. Amen. Somebody say, that's what we're trying to get to. That's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get there. And we're going to get there by the grace of God. We're going to get there. Amen. When you get to the place where you just be, that's what he wants us to do, is be. Amen? In the beginning, in Genesis, he said, life be. Anytime you see when, where, where something says this be, or the Lord said that be, the, the ability for it to become that is already there. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, listen, here's the thing. When he dealt with the thing in Genesis, remember you talking about that? Genesis, Genesis 1 and 2, when life, he said, life be, uh-huh. life was already there. He Amen. just released it. All right. Amen. Amen. Are you a believer? Amen. He said, before I formed you in your mama's womb, right. I knew you. And I ordained you to be. That's right. Listen, the ability for you to be Amen. 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 To be or not. 
to be. <laughs> is that? That is the question. <laughs> he wants you to be everything he's created you to be.
I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that I see something in the x-ray. And you just would bold. Well, listen, I don't care what you see. I know what he's already done. Because you have practiced in, in private. So now it's time to exercise your faith. And you are strong in faith. Strong in faith. Amen, somebody. Amen. Strong in faith. Why? Because you've been exercised through hearing the word of God through prayer. Amen. Our lives should demonstrate faith, not perpetrate faith. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say that once again. One more again. <laughs> Our lives should demonstrate faith and not perpetrate faith. Well, what do you mean? Faith is an action. Faith does. Faith can be seen and not just heard. Amen. Here's the thing about it, though. Others will benefit because of your faith. That's right. It's not just about you. Somebody say it's not just about you. Not just about me. And check this out. Your faith is always on display. In your Bibles, turn to James chapter 2, verse 14 through 18. I'm getting close. I'm about to to, to approach the runway. We're about to land this thing. Amen. James chapter 2, verse 14 through 18. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Faith is always on display, right? So it says this, verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, good day, and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What does that do? Verse number 17, it says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now we're talking about the God kind of faith, amen? The God kind of faith is faith that's alive, and it'll benefit you, and it'll benefit others. Verse number 18. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say... How can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Verse number 19. You say you have faith for the um, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. I love this. There is one God. Good for you. I love good for you. Wow. Even the demons, the demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. Verse 20. How foolish. Can, can't you see? That faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that your ancestor Abraham was, was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. Uh. And last week we told you, even when Isaac was born, it was only the first part of the promise. So it's like this, man. If when God gives you the first part of your promise and he asks you to give it back, can you give it back for him to fulfill the whole promise? That's what Abraham did. Amen? Verse number 22. It says, verse number 23, I'm sorry. It says, and so it, and so it happened just as the scripture says. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called a friend of God. So you see, we're shown to be right with God by what we do. Somebody say by what we do. By what we do. Not by faith alone. 
I know, yes, is that seeking in? And this, I mean, I ain't doing nothing but reading the word of God and this is preaching to you. Amen. Verse number 25. It says, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Amen. Amen. Just as the body is dead without breath. So also faith is dead without work. Rahab displayed her faith by hiding the messengers. I love what the Bible does. It, it tells us who she was. Rahab the prostitute. So you mean a prostitute can have faith? Yes, she can. Not only did she have it, she displayed it. Because when the man showed up, she said, listen, we heard about you. We heard about your God and we heard about what he did, man. We heard about him splitting the Red Sea. And let me tell you, man, I believe that your God is the God of heaven and earth beneath. Because of what she heard, by, by what she, listen, she believed. So she walked in faith. Amen, somebody. Amen. You are a bestseller. Turn to 2 Corinthians. I'm about to wrap it up. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses 1 through 3. And we're going to read this from the New Living Translation. Y'all probably still saying, what is this you are a bestseller has to do with this message? <laughs> I'm about to tie it all up right now. Amen. It says, verse number 1. Are you there? 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says this. Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation? This is Paul, dealing with the church of Corinth. Or who asked you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. Verse number two. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are letters written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Verse number three. Clearly. You are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with spirit, with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but of, on human hearts. So we know we always quote that we are living epistles to be read. Of, of, that's what the scripture is dealing with. But let's deal with how Paul got there. See, because if, if you back up and go to chapter number two, he's into that chapter saying, that, listen, I'm not, I, I'm not doing this thing like other, other people that you've been experiencing. I'm not trying to present to you my credentials. I don't have to get a letter of recommendation. Right. Amen? So he, he moves on and says, that, listen, I don't need a letter of recommendation. I don't need to be popular. I don't need to be famous. What I want to happen is because of this word that I've been placing on the inside of you, he said, you are going to be my recommendation. You're going to be the letter because people are going to read your life. That's right. Living epistles to be read of all men. The question is, what are people reading about you? Because when you live your life through faith, come on somebody. When you read it, when you live your life through faith, what they're going to be reading about you is love, compassion, come on, now, come on, now. Come on patience, because faith, <laughs> all this stuff is manifested all the when fruit. you live your life by faith. All the fruit. We ain't talking about by words only, we're 
saying. So the question is, in the life that you're living, come on, Brother Clyde, the question is this. Is it a fairy tale? Is, it, is your life fiction or non-fiction? All right. Which one is it? Is the author of your life Dr. Seuss? The author and the finisher of our faith. Which one is it? Because people are going to read them. They're going to read. They're reading you every day. Right. Right. And your faith should listen. To me. First of all, let me let me deal with this. Can I have my musicians play? Because I'm about to bring it to a close. Amen. First of all, what I want to tell you is this: your life shouldn't be a fairy tale. Amen. Doctor Seuss should not be green eggs and ham. I am no. <laughs> Jesus should be the author and the finisher of your faith. Well, what's the difference between fiction and nonfiction? I got a publisher here. She can tell me what the difference is. <laughs> the difference between fiction and nonfiction. Nonfiction is something that's real. Yeah. Right. It happened. It's tangible. It's the truth. But you may not be separated in your life until 
personal life. And I don't care what they see, man, you can tell them a to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.